You are listening to the audio version of the Courtauld Digital Media blog. My name is Sam Cheney, and I did a student placement with the Digitization Project. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy this post. Meeting the Photographer's Gaze Absence and Presence in Anthony Kirsting's Images of Nepal. Written by me. Posted on the 12th of July 2019. Anthony Kirsting has primarily been remembered as Britain's preeminent architectural photographer of the 20th century, having extensively documented buildings across Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. Yet, by delving into a specific collection held in the Courtauld Institute's vast Conway Library, we can see that it was not just the aesthetic pleasures of great buildings that caught the photographer's eye. With many human portraits punctuating his architectural studies, Kirsting seemingly had as much of a passion for people as he did for architecture. It was human interactions with the built environment that surrounded them that repeatedly grabbed the photographer's attention. A look through his photographs of Nepal can show how Kirsting attempted to provide an impression of the country by representing both humanity and architectural landscapes in one continuum. A short trip to Nepal in February 1971 yielded dozens of images which show Kirsting's observation of people in their built environment. This first image is a vibrant city scene showing Durbar Square in the Nepalese city of Lalitpur. Here, Kirsting adopts a distant vantage point to depict the bustle of urban living among the majestic surrounds of Niwa architecture. A more intimate interaction between person and landscape is portrayed in this second photograph, a study of the Hindu Pashupatinath Temple in Bhaktapur, northeast of Kathmandu. While the image is dominated by the imposing structure itself, our attention is drawn to two separate pairs of figures. An adult man and a young girl stride nonchalantly past each other in the foreground, neglecting to look at this impressive building that may have, to them, been every day. And sitting on the temple's entrance steps, a second girl and a much younger child scrutinise an object in between them, blissfully unaware, or so it seems, of the watchful gaze of the photographer's lens. Alongside depicting the Nepalese architectural landscape, Kirsting was clearly also concerned with documenting the people who ubiquitously appeared in interaction with their built surroundings. This was highly significant for Kirsting's photographic craft. Through attempting to depict a rounded picture of Nepalese life, both people and architecture become the objects of his urban scenes. This objectification depends on a lack of agency, as both humans and buildings exist in his photos exclusively as things to be seen. Kirsting does not want to interact with these subjects, he only seeks to observe them from the outside. This sustains the supposed authenticity of his scenes. By consciously trying to absent himself from his photographs, Kirsting attempts to show how Nepal would appear, even if he were not looking.
To perpetuate this illusion of being an absent observer, Kirsting doesn't want the individuals in his photographs to appear in interaction with him in any way. Robbed of their ability to act, people regularly become monumentalised in these pictures, just like the buildings that surround them. This next image of a Kathmandu street scene epitomises the usual arrangement of individuals in Kirsting's Nepal collection. The illusion of Kirsting's absence from this scene is maintained by the most prominent figure resisting the temptation to meet the photographer's gaze. Alongside the carry poles and market stalls, his subjects' lack of awareness about their own observation imbue this snapshot of the Nepalese capital with a flavour of authenticity. However, occasionally Kirsten cannot remain hidden in his photographs. In some images, this phantasmagorical English photographer captures the exact moment when various Nepalese people spot his presence. A few photos in the collection show some of Kirsten's subjects meet his gaze as they stare directly back at his voyeuristic lens. Rather than remaining the disconnected objects of Kirsting's photographic gaze, this disturbs the illusion of Kirsting documenting an undisturbed Nepal, as he become implicated in the images which he has attempted to remain absent from. One such image is Kirsting's photograph of the Golden Gate of Bhaktapur. The Nepalese woman guarding the doorway does not act as if unobserved, but, shielding her eyes from the sun's obscuring rays, visibly strains to examine the photographer. Kirsting is similarly implicated in another photo showing the Golden Gate and the adjacent Palace of 55 Windows. The foregrounding of his architectural scene is suffused with movement. Like his other images of Nepalese squares, Kirsting attempts to show the rush of everyday life continuing undisturbed by his photographic intrusion. Yet, Kirsting actually captures a moment that makes this photograph the most beautiful of all his images of Nepal. Right in the centre of the image, an older girl drags her younger companion, perhaps her sister, through the square. While the taller child rushes across the picture frame, as just another object signifying the bustle of a Nepalese city, the smaller girl noticeably slows, struck with curiosity at the imposing figure of Kirsting who is capturing the image for posterity. Along with the closest figure, a man who glances back mid-stride to meet the gaze of the cameraman, this girl causes the illusion of Kirsting's absence to shatter we are left wondering about Kirsting's positioning within this scene, as the sole European standing alone in this central Himalayan city square, fueling the interests of the Nepalese people who encircle him. Most of the images we have of Kirsting's 1971 trip to Nepal show one side of the photographic process, only exposing the view of the man wielding the camera. However, we should remember that photography is a symbiotic exchange between photographer and subject. 
despite his attempts to inculcate the illusion of absence in his photographs, when Kirsting looked at the people of Nepal in order to capture their image, the people of Nepal would have looked back at him. Unfortunately, the thoughts of Kirsting's Nepalese subjects are lost, and we are left with only speculations about how these people felt about having their pictures taken, or whether they wanted to be photographed at all. The compositional style of Kirsting's photographs can seduce us into believing that the photographer was a man who wasn't there. However, by meeting the gaze of our cameraman, Kirsting's Nepalese subjects highlight the photographer's eternal presence in the images he created. <laughs>